Well, it's got to be my favourite track of music, I've got to tell you, because it only means one thing, uh, and it's the the signal that we send out every week uh, where we possibly can to let you know that you're listening to Two Smoking Guns yet again, uh, right here on any platform, any device that makes noise, that punches things out into the atmosphere. Um, we, we don't mind attaching ourselves to anything, do we, Rutsy? I've got a guy I know who has a transistor. <laughs> He has a tranny. He still has the oh. old-fashioned portable transistor radio. So not not the not, crystal set. Not, <laughs> not a crystal set. Uh, not a CB radio, but an actual tranny. A tranny. Remember trannies? Oh, yeah. Before they became yeah, it, something else? In a brown leather case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey? Now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're so, talking. You know. So he's got a tranny yeah. and you dial the station. Yeah, you got to move the dial. You got to move the dial, and sometimes there's that. Oh, it's not quite the same. Yeah, not oh, quite. 100%. Not quite. Just out of tune, just and then out of tune. So these days, it's very easy for the listeners oh, out there just to totally. hit a button and it goes, you know, ninety nine point oh. whatever, whatever presets. Presets, correct. If you had to tune the dial, I think there's still a bit of mastery in that. There was that was the skill though, the was, skill of the you know. Training. In fact. I remember many years ago, and I, in fact, I still think I've got a very small portable tranny next to my bed. I don't know why. I don't use it, but it is there somewhere. I think it might be in the drawer. But uh, but I remember, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, I can't go back to sleep. So I'd reach over, grab the little tranny, and I'd have some uh, little headphones and pop oh, those man. in. And there was, there was that... Yeah. And then you all of a sudden you get and then if you knock, bang on, knock, and then you knock it, and then you knock it, and you get stuck <laughs> yeah. between and then stations. you know, we're over to SBS or something, and then you know, the reading of the Quran. Or, I don't oh, know. I remember there's a, there's, a, there's a great band called the Hold Steady American Bar Band, and they've got a song called Stuck Between Stations. Oh, really? And it's kind of that. Sometimes, oh, yeah, love it. Some, it's a metaphor for sometimes your life's. Stuck between stations oh, a bit. Yeah. Doesn't have yeah, full clarity. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, you, if you're listening to us on a train, that's fantastic. Uh, let us know. Good luck. Good luck. Um, yeah. But for the rest of you that are listening on digital platforms, Well, perhaps, you know, somebody sitting in Sweden, uh, we're listening to us on their computer. Yeah, well, that's possible these you know, days. Every, uh, every platform and method available. Well, and I was only just thinking uh, then, uh, imagine if you handed um, you, the children of today a device and said, can you go and find me Eon FM on that dial? <laughs> oh, or, yes. or even, go and find me Triple M. Well, with with what? With, 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 what do you, where's the button you they press? They wouldn't know what the numbers no, meant. No, they wouldn't. No, exactly. Because you know what the numbers are? They're the frequency, frequency band. Yes, they are. That is permitted that yes. you buy with your license. license. Yes, yes, that is correct. Yes. Uh, which is why we're wondering why one of Melbourne's top rating uh, shows uh, for many, many, many years had um, four numbers in its frequency. <laughs> yeah. That if you went in the city, you couldn't hear them. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, they changed oh, that. They did change that. They, they, changed they bumped that. a little music station off. And uh, pinch their three numbers. Pinch the three. <laughs> Three's are easy. But to anyway, no. Look, four. I just I, I I love it when I see things where I where I think my children just wouldn't know what to do next if they were handed a telephone they had to dial yeah. and put their finger in a hole and push it round, or uh, as you say, uh, wind the window up in a car. 
What? Not have air conditioning. <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. Probably not even um, had to make their bed with sheets. Oh, yes, and hospital yeah, corners. Hospital corners, that's yeah. correct. Um, but, yes, I try to find a radio station, I think, uh, with, a, with a dial on the side. Well, fortunately, <laughs> we're easier to find than ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, you just sit back and relax because we'll, we'll just bring it to you. We'll do the heavy lifting. <laughs> we'll do the heavy lifting. <laughs> now, you've got a pulse of oh, things. I've got a lot of stuff to get through, right? but I do want to. It, it, it behoves me. Yes. Um, behooves me? Is behoves that, me. Is that, is that the word of the week? I'm not sure, <laughs> but um, I'm quite thrilled with uh, how our St Kilda Football Club are, are faring well, early doors. It's, uh, we are sitting atop the AFL ladder at three zip, yes. um, despite, as, as I said last week, an injury list that would qualify for hospital funding. Well, We would, are doing very well, well despite it, that. Well, infliction. I mean, you'd only have to look at that list before the start of the season, and we've had a couple since. Uh, in fact, they even won more last weekend. I, yeah, I, we did. Jimmy went down. Memory serves. But um, you'd look at it and just go, 2024? Yeah. <laughs> you just, just, you'd just put a line through, put a line through 2023. But um, what's been uh, – in fact, I heard an opposition team's coach uh, speak uh, yesterday or the day before, and, and he was talking uh, – he was being interviewed and asked about teams that had surprised him, and he said, well, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the Saints seem to have surprised everyone, but he said, um, but what it just shows you is when the headspace is right and the, what endeavour and effort mm. can deliver, and, and I guess – when you're playing well, your, your your skills tend to sort of rise as well. When you're playing pretty poorly, your skills happen to be pretty poor, right? So, yep. um, so, so the boys are up and about, and, and they look sharp. But, but you have to make that mental application to get up and chase again, or get up and lay a second or third tackle, or try and smother when you think it's not even possible to get there, but at least have a crack at getting there because you never know what the other player might do. You know, they might fumble at the last moment and then you're Johnny on the spot and you're away. You've got to turn over. And, um, but I do love the uh, I do love the fact it's our 150th uh, uh, celebration and we are 150%. Yeah, there's a nice symmetry it's to that. It's a nice symmetry to But that. you're quite right. I mean, effort is the key. I don't think we've been 150% for about <laughs> long time. We used to be under 100 I most went, of the time. I went time. to the G yes, to sir. see the game yes, I and I enjoyed the uh, pre-match celebrations all the while thinking it would. It, it, it's it's highly appropriate that it was April Fool's Day on our 150th uh, celebration. Yes, it was. It's a very St Kilda thing to do. <laughs> yeah, only at St Kilda. And then I thought we normally we normally drop the fumble the ball on yeah. these sort of occasions. We yeah. normally you know just don't get it yeah, right. And in the last quarter. Uh, I was having some oh. nasty thoughts running through my brain. Here we go again. But the score was level. Then they went bang, bang, bangity, bang. Yeah, yeah, bang, bang, bang. It was bang. Uh, very, very good to watch. So we're very, very happy. I've watched the replay four times. I mean, they've, so. they've got a headache down there, though, haven't they? In terms of where, where do the uh, where do the injured folk? Oh, I think there's a couple come that come back. straight back in. Up I mean, the front King's, end. King's got to come yeah. back in. Memory's got to come back. But they're in. a couple but, of months away, so. But some of the young boys uh, have good. just stepped straight up. I it's mean, Caminiti, yeah. if I've got his name right. I mean, he's just, uh, he was born to do this. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was working in his grandfather's steak restaurant three months ago. Yeah. 
came down for training for eight weeks and they went, see that pen and that bit of paper? Just give us an autograph there. I hope uh, after all of that, because it has only been mentioned by every media commentator in the business, yes. um, I hope he takes the boys back to the restaurant for dinner one yeah, night. exactly. The team bonding night. Well, I, I think... Uh, and I, unlike Melbourne, they, they went to the French restaurant, they might not beat each other up. Oh, well, that's true too. <laughs> well, maybe Squires Loft could come and sponsor him. Yes, <laughs> that's a nice idea. Yeah, we'll, get a, we'll get a big steak now, crown. talking about food. Oh, we, well, we often talk about food on the show. A, wouldn't be a show without it. No, but I. this is... <laughs> Are you aware there's a coronation coming up for King Charles? Yes, because there's been all the brouhaha about whether the old old, old mate who old keeps rusty on nails, rusty, <laughs> old grumpy pants, old grumpy pants, um, whether he's actually coming or not. Yes, um, yes. But there was some conjecture as to whether he was even invited or not. <laughs> well, you're the because he's not a royal. You're our royal expert. Oh on this yeah, show. yeah, royal. Only <laughs> because you bought his book. Yeah, royal flush. <laughs> so. All right, this is uh, just just to let you know yep. um, what's on the menu at the coronation for oh, Charlie. Yeah, right. I've got uh, I've I've done a bit of research here. Right. So um, he's having uh, smoked salmon and scrambled egg timbali, whatever that is. Don't know what that is. I he's mean, having baked halibut baked with halibut. lemon and dill mayonnaise. Is that a fish? Was it a bird? It's a fish. Yeah, a fish. It's a fish. Yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah. Roast fillet of red pole beef with Yorkshire pudding and roast potatoes. Yeah. Very English, that. Going to be as fat as a football Tommy fish. Cold pea and mint soup with a soft-boiled egg. Whoa. Sounds right. Yeah. And um, to finish, strawberries and clotted cream. Strawberries and clotted cream. So it's very just, English. Just like his arteries. Clotted. After <laughs> <laughs> that lot. So, What's um, going to wash that down if with? If we turn the, uh, turn the timetable, time clock back to previous coronations. Ah, now we're talking. I'm going to give you some of the recipes and uh, menus from days gone by, were Scotty. There, were there chickens running around? There were. <laughs> you are. This, hopefully, <laughs> listeners aren't. Listening to this before dinner because this oh. might turn you off your tucker. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I thought it might make me hungrier. So we go back to uh, Charles, Charles the Third's grandparents, King George the um, the Sixth, and Queen Elizabeth way yeah. back. Yep. Roast quails, right? But oh, yeah. the fiddly bones are removed from the little birdies, right? And then they're stuffed with pate de foie gras. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Roasted, cooled. Dipped in a sherry and venison sauce, Ooh. sealed in a thin layer of game jelly, Ooh. and presented on a bed of crushed pineapple ice, looking lifelike, with their cut heads reattached on hidden toothpicks. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they put their They heads back. even had eyes oh, made no. from a truffle in a circle of white egg. No. Yeah, so yes, you could suck their well, eyes out. It's just genuine artwork. <laughs> Terrific, huh? <laughs> Not so, sure about um, the head being put back. Yeah, it's a bit off, isn't <laughs> it? It's a bit, it's a bit off. That's a bit off. So um, we go back to 1821, and uh, um, this is George the Third, I think, or yeah. George the Fourth. Right. He um, he uh, he had a very very elaborate coronation. Um, and he's he was uh, he got thirty one roast swans. Oh no! Yes, along with a smattering of roast porpoises. Roast porpoises. Roast porpoise. 
Oh, God. When roast peacocks. We're in uncharted territory oh. here, Toto. And roast antelopes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, there was most of the birds were f- served in full plumage oh. with the raw feathers poked back into the roasted carcasses. Oh, no. <laughs> God. But, but hang on. You cringe. But doesn't the Queen own all the swans in England? Oh, I don't know. She does. Does she? Yes. Um, well, this, I'm this, sure this Henry, Henry was roasted. Clearly not back then, because otherwise he might have been beheaded. Um, but, well, of course, uh, well, given that uh, he was the monarch, I guess, but uh, I assume that he didn't own the swans, otherwise you wouldn't go and kill your brethren, would you? No, same but, but I'm quite sure when the Queen passed away, um, I think Charlie now owns all the swans. Well, there you go. Yeah, so there you go. The well, I hope he's not roasting them. I don't know who owned the porpoises, but I don't fancy porpoise. Roast porpoise? Yeah. It's not really got uh, me covered. Uh, um, whole stuffed boar's heads <laughs> with um, with terrine. <laughs> I don't oh, know what the terrine's oh made out of. Oh, God. And um, then, then there was a concoction. If you go back to William the Conqueror, 1068, remember oh. that from my schooling. Yes. The, uh, what was that? The... Um, 1068, the thing oh, over the, the thing over. Yeah. Declaration <laughs> of Independence de- or whatever de- it was. Declaration. <laughs> <laughs> the Declaration the, of Independence. Wasn't it the signing of the... The signing of the, the <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. They had a dish called Mapey Gurnon, right? Yeah. It's a fatty and highly spiced greyish white gruel made from almond milk, parboiled chicken, large sugar, dill, cloves and the brawn from capons, that's the meat from the heads of castrated young roosters. Oh, my God. They uh, they uh, make that up, and um, they had it last at Charles II's uh, coronation where they uh, served it, but no one uh, partook thereof Gee, because it tastes they disgusting. They had some unusual habits back in the day. They certainly did. So we go to Queen Victoria. Heard of her? Yeah. Uh, 1887 Golden Jubilee Dinner, 15 courses. 15 courses. That's not a degustation, mate. That's an absolute piggery. <laughs> That's just a slash. That's a, a slathering. A slash out of everything. She's gone with cold roasts, pressed ox tongue. She's Ooh. She's got truffles there. Ooh. Uh, spit roasted haunch of venison. That'd be right. Um... The deglazed sautéed supremes of chicken in Madeira wine with quenelles, coxcomb from the heads of roosters and slivers of truffle, dressed in a sauce made from Madeira mushrooms and more truffles. So Not a lot of fish around so there. Every one of these people died of high <laughs> cholesterol oh, at 39. No doubt about it. Hey? Absolutely. So um, the other one she liked was jellied meats. Jelly meat. Yes, yeah. yes, disgusting. Yeah, no, not huh? not on my shopping list. Not this on the week. shopping list. So, uh, so <laughs> we return now to uh, to Charlie, and he's just going with the uh, the, the basics. Steak and three veg. Well, no, he, as I said before, <laughs> yeah. he's got a bit of bit he's got of, a bit of fish in there. He's got fish or chicken or yeah. fish or beef. Yeah, <laughs> served alternately. <laughs> He's got, he's got the, he's got the, he's got the pea and soup, pea and mint soup, yeah, cold, easy for the caterers. The soup. Straight yeah. down a cold soup, yeah, whatever cold they call soup. that. What do yeah. they call that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's they call it something. Yeah, it's got a name. Yeah, it's got We're a going name. well today. Yeah, well. And then he's <laughs> he's got the smoked salmon. That's the entree. Yeah, that'll yeah. do. And then he's got fish or beef. 
Yeah. And and strawberries and cream. No um no party pie sausage rolls. No, I think that, all the time. Well, I think that's a half time. <laughs> that's a half time. Yes, that's exactly. Right. Changing of the uh, changing of the choir or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, a little known fact when I was doing my research, um, Charles has um he's set he's he's the ambassador. I think that would be the right word. Yeah. For the mutton renaissance. Oh, is he? So he's uh, there's a campaign to bring back. Mutton as a classic British dish. And if well, you've ever had muffin, not? the question you'd ask is why? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I'll let you have that. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a couple of food options well, for you. You won't find any of those in the HelloFresh packages. No. You won't find many of that sort of stuff. And there's the, not a recipe on the planet that can make any of it taste any there's good. There's not a porpoise to be found at Coles. <laughs> porpoise? Oh, no, I won't get over a porpoise. <laughs> oh, no, it's a bit off. Not yeah, what, and then upgraded to dolphins? Oh, no, no, yeah. that's a bit off. Nah. No good. So um, while I'm sticking on that theme of, of strange animals, this is straight out of Dubai. <laughs> and do you know what they're doing in Dubai? They're, they're cli- something you managed to get out of Dubai, did it? <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is, they're cloning camels. Clo- why? There's yeah, about eight million of them. Well, there's a few. <laughs> we've got the most, I think we've got the most in the world here. All wild ones out well, back, in the outback. Well, I'll just... Take you through why this. I'll take you through why they're doing Gosh, what has it got? Four humps, this one. No, it's well, they're expensive camels because they can win millions in races, camel races, yeah, right. and also beauty pageants. Now, you wouldn't have thought the day would come where you'd hear the words camel and beauty pageant in the same sentence, but not a camel and something else, but not beauty pageant. They're otherwise known as dromedaries. Did you know that? No, I didn't know Yeah, dromedaries. I think I've heard that name, but I wouldn't have associated that with a camel. In the Gulf states, which is our Dubai friends and Oman and Saudi, I guess, um, the one-humped camels are bred for beauty contests and racing. In a video on YouTube this week, Influencer, they've got influencers over there. I'm sure they have. Mohak Mangal. Said long leg, long necks, and a drooping lip make a perfect beauty queen. Now, I've seen a few women with <laughs> long necks and drooping lips. Well, I've got to say, you're allowed, you're allowed to say to someone now, you've got a head like a camel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Cause it's a compliment. Because you're a beauty patch. Because it's a compliment. Oh, absolutely. You've got yeah. a beautiful long neck, you've got eyes like a camel. <laughs> Uh, very big with very long eyelashes. So apparently uh, scientists are using genes from the prettiest camels. Oh, of course they uh, are. Prettiest I'm camels. Sure they've got long eyelashes Oh, sure, they well. do, yes. To make contenders for prize. Apparently you can win up to 18 million bucks in camel contests in Saudi and uh, Qatar. Don't worry about the dish lickers, mate. We're buying a camel. We're buying a camel. <laughs> We're gonna, I'll 3D print one. Cloning it, Cloning's permitted... Right? Yes. But drugs are banned in competitions, although that hasn't stopped owners from using Botox oh, and fillers to improve their Could animals' chances. Could you chances. imagine? Seriously? <laughs> hey? Imagine the camel over the milkshake out the back. <laughs> Just have this, Roger. <laughs> You'll run well. So next time you're over that way, oh, if you're stopping over me. on your way through to Dubai or whatever, we're off to a camel beauty contest. <laughs> I want to see some footage of a camel beauty contest. I will see what I can dig up for you. Oh, seriously, that's priceless. Absolutely priceless. 
There you go. Uh, well, there's a new saying, only in Dubai. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> Beauty is in the hump of a camel. <laughs> Beauty is in the hump of the beholder. Oh, there you go. Uh, anyway. now you, you, I read part of a story the other day. You, you've got some fella who apparently is well known, uh, probably in his own lunchbox, but um, he's had enough of the world. He's going to open up his own. Yeah, well, you know, Tell who, me about that. You know who this is. Jim. Isn't this... Oh, Jim's, Jim. Jim's everything. Jim's from Jim's mowing and uh, Jim's cleaning Jim's and Jim's everything. Yeah. He's had enough. Right. He's had enough of Dan. So what's he doing? Well, uh, Jim Penman is his name. Yeah, Jim Penman. Jimmy. Yes. Who, who founded Jim's mowing, yes. Jim's cleaning, Jim's... Everything. Everything. <laughs> Jim's Jim. He is seceding from Victoria and Australia. Yes. To form his own micro-nation where he will be the king. Right. We will henceforth call him King Jim. King Jim. Not King John Il-Om, but King Jim. He's calling his country Jimland. Oh, gosh. Right? After becoming enraged with uh, the dictator Dan's handling of the COVID pandemic. He claims his right to secede was confirmed by a top constitutional lawyer and he's created his own currency, flag, stamps and passport. And I'm sure the logo of Jim's probably on all of them. Well, there'll only be one head on a coin, won't there? It'll be Jim's head. It'll be Jim's head. That's just ridiculous. So he's um, he's inviting other people to come citizens of Jimland. Oh, right. I'm assuming all his franchise owners get first Well, I first was going to say, when you go and join Jim's land, do you actually have to buy a franchise <laughs> to be a franchise person in Jim's land? Probably. So, yeah, so he's just franchising a world. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> he, uh, he said anyone that applies, uh, all the proceeds are going to men's shed. To support mental health, which is I good. did like that piece. tick tick that box. I well did done, like Jim. that. And he's going to rejoin the Commonwealth as part of Tasmania because he wants to move his gym land to Tassie. Oh, I'm sure they'd love which, to have it, which has amazing natural beauty and a government that did not needlessly throw hundreds of thousands of citizens into poverty and destitution in the pandemic. So, paid political announcement there from Jim. Right. So um, there he is. He's off to gym land, King Jim. King Jim. Now, this there was a guy in Western Australia who seceded many years ago, and he formed the Hutt Province. And I know this because I was once a philatelist. Okay. Which is a stamp collector. <laughs> I was going to say, did you see a doctor about that? <laughs> when I was a lad, I used yes. to collect stamps. Yes, so did I. In the stamps and yep. in the stamp album. Yes, correct. And uh, they, the Hutt Province was a, a guy, and his name I don't recall, uh, who formed his own province in, um, in Western Australia. Right. And he had his own stamps. Right. And they were quite collectible. Right. Yeah. What happened to him? I don't know what's happened to the Hutt province or whether anyone still lives there. Or I'll, yeah. I haven't done any research on that. It just came to my mind. Well, there's your uh, there's right. a little bit of something for you. For so I'm looking forward to seeing Jim succeed here because it opens the door, of course, Scotty. If Jim can do it and we're all allowed to do it, yeah, we can open two smoking guns land. Oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah, no, no problem. Well, I told you we should have bought that pub and that 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 area, that little the, pub down in South where the whole town was. Yeah, the whole town was involved. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, we would have made that work. We could have oh, made that work. That. We would have stuck a radio station yeah, straight in. Just put a tower up. Bread camels. Yeah. And get Jim and to come down lickers. and set up a few franchises yeah, for get us. Jim down. He could be our consultant, Jimmy. Oh. He could come down and help us out. No, oh, strike a lot. <laughs> um, well, go. I mean, good luck, Jim. Good luck, Jim. Um, yeah. So he just was he going to print his own money? and? Yeah, his own currency and his, uh, a flag. Right. Well, you need a flag, yeah, uh, stamps, and a passport. Okay, and will he have to pay himself stamp duty if he buys a house? <laughs> I don't. don't, don't. These are, well, I guess he makes. And the does rules. he have GST? He's king. He won't be paying any any stamp duties or taxes or anything. <laughs> I'll go I'll there if there's no GST. I wonder if uh, he can get away with paying no tax. Oh, he'll just say no tax. <laughs> if if that was the case. No uh, half, tax here. Half the country's going to sit on their own little land. That's 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 genuinely called a new tax haven. Yeah, There's no doubt about that. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, good luck, Jim. So that's I, what I had. All the best with your projects, there, old son. I yeah. like the idea of it, though. You know, because you can make your own rules up. Yeah. You know how you know there's always a day for things. You have to put yourself in jail <laughs> if you. If you stuff if you, up, if you, you probably up. do. You probably need cops, don't you? You so probably you, need a judge. So you'll be yourself in the witness stand. You'll be the judge. Well, you're king, right? <laughs> you're king, king and executioner. Well, you can't be charged with anything if you're king. That's right. Because you, you can murder someone yeah. and it won't stick. Unlike Donald, who thinks he's a king. <sighs> Donald's in a world of pain. Donald's in a world of pain. Can I tell you how much pain he's in? Yeah. Um so, and this is all to do with the, the payment to Stormy Daniels that allegedly never happened, but some bloke's doing three years for paying it. <laughs> yes. So it never happened. Uh, but Didn't he, happen. He, he went to jail. He he stood in front of a court and said, I did it. Yeah. And he's gone to jail for it. But yeah, he happen. said, well, I uh, yeah, Donald told me to, but Donald didn't do it. I did it, but Donald told me to. But it never happened, but I did it, and now I'm in jail for three years. Yeah. Talk about a short straw. My goodness me. Um, well, I'm not even going to sort of get into it because I know you're going to dive into it. No, well, he's into a bit of trouble. I read, I, read, I read today that he's facing anything upwards of about uh, eight different charges on various things, of rigging yes. elections and yes. and vote fraud In writing, and uh, campaign funding fraud and a couple of actresses of the, the riots. variety, the riots. Yep. Uh, a whole range of charges. So yep. they're queuing up to have a crack at him, yep. and he's in total denial. <laughs> and then total he's also denial. surrounded by a bloke called David Pecker and right. another David bloke going. called Alvin Bragg. <laughs> so if you're surrounding yourself with blokes like that uh, who are hovering anywhere near your court case, you are in a world of pain. I, I did hear it put <laughs> by a, a gentleman. I was reading an article called Bill Wyman, not the, base, oh. not the no. base player for the Rolling Stones, no. sadly departed. Um, he uh, he's moved by the urges of a small child. He finds himself backed into a corner and then embarks on ever more outrageous plays to get himself out of it. He just comes out swinging. Or <laughs> oh, goes and plays golf. He's uh, He's got Alvin Bragg, who is black and a racist, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I've got a picture of Alvin here. Looks as though they'd probably have to push uh, 
stick something up his backside in order for his head to come out to be able to put a tie on him. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there was a, there's a great line by John Mullaney, who's a comedian on American TV. Yes. And he likens the Trump presidency to a horse being let loose in a hospital. He said, it's never happened before and no one knows what the horse is going to do next, least of all the horse. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it, if you think about it, the whole thing around him being the President of the United States for a four-year term is just mind-snapping. Yeah, and yet it, it, it happened. It occurred. Anyway, um, fair chance he won't be running again uh, next time around. He's, he's well, it's interesting because his support inside the Republican Party is pretty solid still. Right. Despite all of this. And um, as this guy said, the Trump's the, now the patron saint of a particular strain of American who thinks that a man with a dismal string of recent electoral losses to his credit and now with multiple incredible criminal indictments looming, should be their standard bearer. So it's a certainly a particular strain. When you see him campaigning through the uh, the Bible Belt and the Moonshine Belt and the Whiskey it, Belt and all of that, there's uh, he's just a lunatic. There's a lot of wackos coming out. He's just a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, air's precious. There's a lot of it being wasted in that direction. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So we stand by, but it's it's history being made as we as yeah, we no watch doubt. because no president in history has ever been charged with criminal offences. No, and I don't think any president has uh, had the um, the uh, the oral skills of Joe Biden <laughs> because some of the stuff that comes out of that receptacle is frightening. <laughs> He, when he remembers what he, to say, he, he forget. He, he just forgets halfway through. I know. Like he, he would, apparently, I saw him on stage the other day doing something, and he turned around and was waving at someone that wasn't there. <laughs> so it's you probably know. it's probably his imaginary friends. Coming. And well, in fact, you talk about imaginary friends. Um, there's, uh, I told you, I, I showed you the piece last week, I think, post our show about um, Ahmed. Oh, Ahmed, the terrorist. Then, um, yes, yes, the dead but, terrorist. But then his, um, his creator now has Joe Biden. Uh, and, of course, you know, <laughs> you he comes out that. with the joke of, you know, oh, it's, no, this is so easy, it's like falling off a bike. <laughs> and then he's the only president to have fallen up the stairs up, three up the times. Stairs three times yeah. <laughs> now, talking about, but, but uh, on half serious no doubt, Talk about somebody who seems to have atoned their, or is endeavouring to atone their reputation, um, who was probably once identified as Melbourne's most leading colourful character. Uh huh. Um, this is one of our underbelly friends. Yes, one of our underbelly friends, um, uh, Mr. Gatto. Uh, oh, we'll call him Mr. Gatto. Yeah, we'll call him Mr. Gatto. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Gatto. Um, but in all seriousness, he's, he's recently done a wonderful thing. Um, he's actually raised $2 million um, to build uh, an autistic-friendly indoor playground for adolescents who are on the spectrum. Oh, good. So he actually has a family member, um, no need to uh, name names or mention, but there is a direct family member who... Um, has the uh, has a, a, an autistic affliction, um, so therefore I can only imagine he's very passionate about it. Um, there was a thousand guests at a fundraiser, 
And what, however, and, and, and were they all encouraged to donate? Oh well, all I'll say is, <laughs> I reckon his two mil was guaranteed before they even stepped foot in the joint, yeah. because I reckon he's gone. All of you, uh, I need what's that? Twenty is that twenty thousand ahead? Two thousand ahead? Thousand guests? That's million. Yeah, two million. So that's two thousand ahead by a thousand guests. Is two That'd get you there. It's two million. So, um, so the thousand guests, I think, and the ticket might have been on top of that too. I reckon. So I reckon it might have been. Bring us your two large, and uh, bring another hundred and fifty for your ticket, uh, and we'll give you we'll give you some lamb and some prawns. And I always uh, remember him um, coming clean, you know, becoming a legitimate businessman, and he maintained he was in mediation. Yes. And mergers and acquisitions. Oh, he, oh, he's definitely he's still in mediation. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and he he would still merge and acquire a lot, a lot, <laughs> <laughs> whenever he decided yeah, he needed yeah, to. Yeah, so I think he's, um, he's merged and acquired a couple of people's pockets of cash. Uh, yes, well, I mean, this the the article does start with. Mediator, Mick Gatto. Gatto. Yes. So uh, the mergers and acquisitions have been given a spell this week, but yeah. uh, he's still firmly a mediator. It's lovely. <laughs> good, good skill to have. Oh, it's a very good skill to good have, skill I would have to thought, have. especially in his line of work, early doors. Yeah. Yes. 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 He probably wasn't a great negotiator, but he was just the mediator. Yes. Uh, there's yes. one particular chap I don't think he negotiated very much with at all. It's the bloke he shot. Yes. Uh, in self-defence, and it was proven in court it was self-defence. Self-defence. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, no need to chat. Bang! <laughs> That's exactly how it went. It was just all over very quickly. Oh, very good, very good. Now I have something for you that caught my eye. Yes. Um, Hopefully, you, both of them. Have you caught up with Gwyneth Paltrow? Are you aware of her work? Yeah, I like Gwyneth, and um, yeah, she she got she got into some trouble on the ski slopes. Didn't she, she went she was on a skiing holiday. Yeah, like ran into it. Wasn't this about twenty five years ago? This happened. Oh, it was uh, recently. It was I think. about eight years ago. Was it? Yeah, it was eight years ago. Oh, yeah, well, it's only just made the news then. Well, it's only just made the court. <laughs> it's taken that long. <laughs> it's taken that long to get to justice court. to be served in America. Yeah. So we're uh, just repeating for those of you that haven't seen this splashed across the news services. That's it. Uh, she's been found not guilty, so you know we're not, yep. we're not saying that. It she's, was an old he said, she said. Yeah, crashing into a seventy-six-year-old retired optometrist, which I think is the funniest thing of all time. Yeah, that's hilarious. On a Utah scope in two thousand sixteen. So you're dead right. There we go. That was some time ago. Seven years ago. So according to um, this, Susie O'Brien in the, in the little paper. Oh. Um, but she is guilty of being rich, privileged, and wearing reading glasses that made her look like a 70s-era sex offender. Oh, really? <laughs> According to Susie. Oh, Susie doesn't miss. She, she goes on uh, about her website a fair bit in this article, but apparently on the website called Goop, you can Goop. buy uh, $3,500 earrings that look like paper clips. Right. I.e. they are paper clips. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, leather pay, leather baby ink overalls for four grand, and uh, a range of uh, women's adult toys for various prices. Didn't she? Didn't she make and candles? Yes. Didn't is, she make funny shaped candles at one well, stage? Well, they also apparently th- was it that or soap have a different aroma 
than normal They had cameras. a different purpose, as far as from what I remember. So she goes on to say that uh, Gwyneth, which is a Gwyneth. terribly old-fashioned name, yeah, it's, isn't a, it's it? a lovely name. It's a lovely though. name. It's a lovely name. Gwyneth? Yeah. Um, she lost half a day of skiing with about $4,000, but the rest of us gained weeks of amusement um, <laughs> through her courtroom antics. Um, the gentleman, the optometrist, claimed that the accident left him with a traumatic brain injury yeah. that affected his personal relationships, day-to-day life, and most importantly, enjoyment of fine wine. What? Because he couldn't remember where to buy it? or? But that didn't stop him from riding a camel in Morocco, hiking in Peru, ziplining, doing the Zumba and travelling to the Netherlands, Belgium, Germany, France, Italy, Switzerland, Thailand and Costa Rica. Poor bugger. Poor bugger. He did all that in his, in, in his dream, did he? But it did take away his ability not to pretend a rich and famous woman ran into him on a ski field and then sue her over the made-up incident. I was surprised by how little he was trying to sue her for. Sanderson also managed something no one thought possible. He emerged even less likeable than the Academy Award winning actor. <laughs> Didn't the judge also make them both pay their own yeah. um, their own fees? They own decided Sanderson was at fault and awarded Paltrow one dollar. The one dollar she asked for in damages plus yeah, legal she, fees. Yeah, she she asked for a dollar in damages. I didn't there know that. Go. Yes, and the the article I actually read it's different to the one that you're referring to. Um, apparently, she was even harder done by because I read that she paid eight thousand dollars a day for her ski instructor to teach her boys how to ski. <laughs> eight thousand a day. The oh. Susie goes on to say that in the courtroom, Paltrow gifted uh, the uh, the. The, all of us, yes. with her parade of facial expressions. Ah. Uh, her line-free Botox face pulled taut from the effort of expressing the full gamut of emotion from bemused to more bemused to very bemused. Fantastic. Would, and, do you think uh, it would have been more entertaining than Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Oh, that would have been pretty good. I watched that, it. That was I, I watched claim quite, and counterclaim. I, I watched it? quite a lot of it, and it was very, very entertaining. And uh, the final thing that uh, I think is uh, that we need to take away from this accident <laughs> or incident or whatever it was, Sanderson's lawyer, Robert Sykes, said he, he never came home the same from that mountain. Part of him will always be there. <laughs> which part? I don't know which part. <laughs> His brain? <laughs> oh, golly me. So, uh, I, I don't know. I think um, sometimes these sorts of opportunities give... Give but you know journalists like that the opportunity just to roll out some ripping yeah adjectives and uh, great lines some nice fodder for them great fodder for them now you know you're talking about fish before you're talking about the the the, the halibut said, the said banquet that was coming up yes um well there's been a fish that's been found. A fish um, called Wanda, perhaps? Well, I'll tell you what, he wandered a fair way, this one. Did I'll he? give you the tip. They've just found him eight kilometres below the surface. Wow. Eight kilometres down. deep. So Is that a, in the Mariana Trench? Uh, that's the deepest one I know. No, there's another one that's even deeper. Wow. Oh, well, but, uh, As, I stand corrected. Yeah. I don't know if it's deeper, but this one's certainly deep. Um, at a depth of more than eight kilometres, scientists from the University of Western Australia and Japan, um, it's a wonder it lasted long enough not to be sushi, um, have set a record for the deepest fish ever filmed and caught. Really? 
Um, so in September last year, the research ship, the DSSV... The DSSV. The Deep Sea Submarine Voyager. Vessel or something. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty it's good. It's got a Voyager in it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, no, it's actually called the DSSV Pressure Drop. Yeah. Yeah. The deep Undertook sea. a two-month expedition yeah. around the deep trenches around Japan in the Pacific Ocean. Ah, so there's Japan. some deep uh, trenches around the around Japan. Nice. The mission was to explore the Japan um, Izu Ogasawara and Raikuyu trenches. Excellent Japanese, Scotty. Not too bad. Uh, Sushi, please. At eight thousand meters, uh, nine thousand three hundred meters, and seven thousand three hundred meters deep. They're deep. That's nine kilometres. Nine k's down. That's, that's a long way down. It's and getting be, almost to the core of the Earth's be, surface. It's relatively it? dark down there too, I would have thought. not too much sunlight. Which is why this fish looks translucent, I guess. Um, as part of a 10-year study of the deepest fish populations uh, in the uh, Izu Ogasawara Trench, south of Japan. You're getting better at it. Yeah. Izu Asagarawara. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made that even better. Um, managed to film the deepest uh, record of a fish, the unknown snailfish species of the genus uh, Pseudopolaris at a depth of 8,336 metres. It's amazing. Now, 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 just a couple of things on this. Yeah, I know where you're going. There's a lot of pressure. You know how there's, <laughs> you know how when you go deep, there's there's pressure because there's less air. 100%. And the, and the water is would, would crush you and I, would crush our skulls if we weren't wearing yeah. the appropriate Correct. equipment. What's what's happening with the fish? It's got That's me, my question. Got any bones? That's my question. It's got to be what a squid. What the hell is doing eight and a half kilometres down under the sea? Maybe okay. to squash a Coke can at 100 metres. It can't be a vertebrate, can it? Must be is one it of just those, jelly? Must be a squiddy jelly thing. But it looks like a fish. It's got mm-hmm. a backbone. It's got like it's got fish shape to it. it must can't have too many bones in so, it. So. How does that work eight and a half kilometres down? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Do they, do they Can you say find that? out for no. me? It, 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 what colour was it? It was any colour. It was white. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's no sunlight, mate. No sunlight. <laughs> it's, not it's not getting a tan. It's not getting a tan down there. <laughs> it's not getting anything down there. Um, but eight and a half kilometres down. That's amazing. Yeah. That's it's a, amazing that That's can... a lot of fishing line. That's... <laughs> You know what bait they're using? I don't know, but it took about three weeks to wind it in. Apparently, <laughs> so it's coming. We're getting there. It's coming. Can anyone see the leader yet? <laughs> no, no, no. She's at about five kilometres. The leader. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know what? I can't even tell by the picture how big this thing is. It's probably the size of a two cent piece. Oh, it could be. It's amazing they can get a vehicle down there that far. That deep to find these. Well, they just they'd send down something like a black box, wouldn't they? That's completely indestructible (laughs) and with a couple of cameras. There's no human on the end of that fishing rod. There's no way. Yeah, sitting on sitting on the the cliff edge at seven and a half kilometres. Yeah, throwing his line over. No, no, there's no. Um, They're just you know that's come here, fishy, fishy. Come up to the surface in about a month. (laughs) That's how long it'll take you. Um, anyway, so eight kilometres down, there's 
all sorts of weird life. Have you seen some of the pictures of things that live in deep oceans? I have. I have because I any any time there is a David Attenborough oh, yeah, style thing, I'll yeah. watch it. There was one on the other night, Frozen Planet, and we're going to parts of the frozen wilderness later yeah. on this year. I mean, right. Antarctica, yeah, very good. and I'm totally fascinated by that. You know yeah. those series that well, he does them all. He does Planet Earth, yeah, yeah, and they're, Frozen Planet, they're, they're amazing. What not? What not? His photography is off the chart. Well, he, he's not doing it, but no, but I mean, it the, takes the show. It takes this latest one that's on free to air. I think it's taken eight years to put together. So, so they have to have eight. cameras out in the bloody tundra, yeah, waiting for the one moment that yeah. a wolf appears to yeah. chase down a. Yep. You know, a little rat. A frog. <laughs> uh, and they have to capture it. Yep. But, Agreed. And, and, but they use a lot of drones now. Yes, they do. And all that sort of stuff yep. to capture all of that. Yep. And then eight years to film it and post-production yep. and all that sort of stuff. But to watch it, it just leaves you gobsmacked. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I, and fact, a little bit sad for what we're doing with yeah, the planet I, too. All, but. all of the above. And he doesn't hold back from letting nature run its course though either. Yeah. You know, if, there, if there's a, a gazelle... To be encapsulated by a leopard, yep. he'll uh, he'll let nature run its course. He doesn't oh. try to interfere. That's, that's I mean, there's a food chain for a reason. There's a food chain for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Because we enjoy our steaks. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. There is a food chain. Uh, you, uh, haven't tried, you haven't tried those um, that plant based meat yet, have you? No, no, no. Have you? No. I don't think you ever will. I'm not sure that there's any reason. I've tasted. Uh, wine with no alcohol, and it's about as far as I intend to go. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Well, I am doing some research because we've got Easter around the corner. Yes, and I am doing the hot cross bun. Ah, you are too. Challenge. Yeah, you said you're going to. And do I the mentioned bun it challenge. to my kids, and they're flocking around. Are they? Yes, really. So I'll have some support. Yeah. All, All right. right. Stand by. That'll be content for upcoming shows. Very good. It's the only reason I'm doing it, of course, Scotty, because I hate hot cross buns. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Now, uh, I have a couple of things that I want to take you through. Firstly, in breaking news, this is very exciting for me. Akadaka are coming back. I heard that. Yeah. Later this year. See, what's happened is Don, uh, not um, um, Coming back or are they going to the States? No, no, coming back to, they're headlining a Californian festival. Check this lineup out. Out, right? Yeah, but it's over there. Yeah, it's in California. Yes, and that's what. Yeah. Stand by. Right. Um, they haven't played since 2016 because Brian Johnson went down with uh, tinnitus, the, the ear tinnitus. thing. Tinnitus. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he's had an operation now. He's had effectively cochlear implants. I have yeah. tinnitus. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's quite ordinary. You didn't get it from singing like he did. No, but I reckon I probably did get it from too many nights at. Uh, uh, nightclubs in yeah, my early days, standing three feet from something that's belting out <laughs> three million decibels. Uh, yeah. No, it's not pleasant. No, it's, it's not pleasant. Uh, no. But apparently, he's, he's fixed it. So anyway, he's fixed um, it. Yes, I did. Really? Yeah, no, he's had an operation. It's, un- it's incurable. No, no, no. He's had it fixed. What he had, he's right. had it fixed. Okay. Um, Can you even get his number? Yeah, I'll get him. Yeah, I'll go and pass it on. I'll, 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 give, I'll, give, him, him. I'll give him a buzz. <laughs> Can you give him a bell for yeah, me? I'll give him a buzz. So, um, oh, well, you know, he, he, he sang on the 2020 album Power Up, which was the yep. last one. He was forced out of the, uh, his shows because of his hearing problems. Yeah. Um, and then he was replaced actually by Axel Rose in a couple, but that didn't work out too well. No. Anyway, this is the festival. Um, 
ACDC. Yes. Metallica. Yes. Guns N' Roses. Yes. Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. That's a pretty good... And they'll have a raft of others. There's a book on whether Ozzy will actually make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the front door. Pass the front door. <laughs> so um, they're back and um, obviously Angus is still going strong. Um, yeah. Sadly, his brother Malcolm passed away. Yes, so got he did. Stevie Young, which is his nephew. Yeah, right. On Rhythm. Phil Rudd's back. Out of house arrest. Wow, really? <laughs> and Cliff still playing bass. Yeah. And Brian Johnson. So they're, they're, they'll they're go well. working back into it. And uh, the festival's also Iron Maiden, Tool, a bunch of others. So it's Akadaka part of. Uh, is it not part of the? I was going to say the archipelago, but that's not remotely the right word. Archipelago. You know what I'm the. Um, the music festival that. The equivalent one over here is called the the Judzella. Oh, Coachella. You're thinking Glastonbury and that. Yes. It's not. It's actually a, it's a heavy rock festival called Power right. Trip. But it's, so. I think it's in keeping with, with what that sort so, of... Anyway. I'm encouraged possibly. that they might make it out to Australia because I have seen them many times and it's always a great highlight. Yeah, I would be. I make an exception to go to stadiums for, 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 for them. Right. It's, it's fantastic. Yep. I never thought I'd see them play again after the last time they came. But then I, um, you know, we've had Ed Sheeran out here and yeah. we've had also the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Harry Styles, Harry. et cetera. Yep. Check out, check out this. Um, Sheeran made 75 minutes from his concert out here. So he had... Um, he made 75 million. Revenue. So three shows in New Zealand, five gigs in Australia, Brisbane, Sydney, et cetera, 75 million. But is that Rev. then less, less cost. the costs of... Yeah, sure. Right, so it cost sure. him $69 million to put him on, but he pulled out 75 I'm sure it cost him that much. I <laughs> think he's walked away <laughs> with a couple of couple Couple of clowns. Yep. Um, chili Peppers. Um, Who were terribly disappointing, apparently. Uh, they did $49 million. Terribly disappointing by all reports. Oh, I think the set list was the disappointing. The set list was very disappointing. Harry Styles. Forty-three million from four gigs. Forty-three from and four he doesn't gigs. have to share it with as many band members. He hasn't got a lot of lights and things happening in his show either. I don't reckon. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That's good coin. That's good coin. Yeah. So we, we you know, if Akadaka come, what? Just go make and do, four go, bazillion. Go and do four shows a year, and then just take the rest of the year off. Yeah, correct. Why would you do any more? Yeah, just train <laughs> off after that. <laughs> train right <laughs> off. Spend six months getting back into shape, do four shows and train off again. So, look, I thought what we'd do, Scotty, in lieu yep. of that great news about Akadaka, yes. is I thought we'd go out with oh. that. I, th- I know you're, you, you know that I used, I usually play my esoteric songs. Yes. But we'll just go back into oh. some heartland now. What and, have you chosen? And I'm taking you way back Ooh. to um, the golden era and uh, we're going to go out with a bit of highway to hell, hell because <laughs> that is just one of the great tracks of all time. So, um, from the guns, from the guns, we'll see you next week. Listen. <laughs> <laughs>